Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84LOU and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello everybody, I'm Lou Dobbs and welcome to the Great America Show. Great to have you with us today. Marxist Dem Attorney General Merrick Garland is set to testify before Jim Jordan's House Judiciary Committee this morning. Republicans expected to grill Garland on the criminal indictment of Hunter Biden brought by Special Counsel David Weiss and, of course, the political persecution of President Trump by Garland's Marxist Dem jackal, Jack Smith. Many in the House are in favor of impeaching Merrick Garland, so it'll be fascinating to see how often Garland lies to protect his masters in the Biden White House, and how often Garland lies about his persecution of a former president and leading presidential candidate. The Biden investigation's picking up their tempo. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer has announced his first hearing on the Joe Biden impeachment inquiry set for next Thursday. Comer says the hearing will be to lay out his case and all the evidence his team has uncovered on the Biden crime family. Comer has also announced that as early as this week, he'll be subpoenaing Hunter and Jim Biden's bank records for the American people to see where the Bidens got all their ill-gained money. Comer says the Bidens have tried to intimidate witnesses throughout his investigation, and if President Biden is innocent, he should have no issue complying with the committee's investigation. Everyone in America knows that the Biden family's taken in over $20 million from foreign oligarchs, and they can't say a single thing they did to earn this money. So uh, if Joe Biden wants to do what he said he would do when he was running for president and be the most transparent president in the history of America, he can comply with our simple request. If he's innocent, then he'll make us look bad. But instead of complying with our request and being transparent with his personal finances, he set up a war room in the White House. He's suing whistleblowers who have bravely come forward to tell the truth about how they're 
credible investigation was obstructed, and they continued to do everything in their power to obstruct this investigation. Comer has conducted the most professional and thorough investigation I've seen in my career of covering politics. Perhaps another man who needs to be investigated is Dr. Anthony Fauci. Before retiring, Fauci was the highest paid public servant in the United States, earning almost a half million dollars a year, $480,000, 80000 more than the president makes. And according to a new FOIA request, Fauci and his wife netted $2 million during the COVID pandemic from investments, prizes, paid speaking fees, and royalties. The Fauci's net worth now exceeds $11 million. January 6th, Ray Epps, the man who's been accused of being an FBI plant in the January 6th demonstrations and riot, has been charged by the Department of Justice for his role on January 6th. The DOJ charged Epps with knowingly and with intent to impede and disrupt the orderly conduct of government business and official functions, engage in disorderly and disruptive conduct. That's a misdemeanor, by the way. Epps accused of leading and encouraging groups of protesters to enter the Capitol. Epps himself never wound up going in there. Far different charges than what Proud Boys leader Enrique Terrio received. Terrio, who was never even there on January 6th, was just sentenced to 22 years in prison. Rhino Kevin McCarthy and a House Republican leadership have withdrawn a procedural vote on a proposed short-term funding stopgap, also referred to as a continuing resolution. The pulling of the vote marks the latest setback for Kevin McCarthy as the House Freedom Caucus has waged combat on McCarthy and his long-standing rhino ways. Let's bring in our guest today to take all of this up and to offer his perspective his considerable knowledge. Joining us now is the president of Judicial Watch, Tom Fenton. Tom, great to have you with us here on The Great America Show again. Let's start, if we may, with what seems to be a Republican conference in the House now in turmoil. The conservatives, the Freedom Caucus, and others don't want to proceed with a short-term solution, so there won't be one. Again, another continuing resolution, another fig leaf dreamed up by Speaker McCarthy. Your reaction to just how much turmoil we're likely to see over the next week or two? Well, you know, I'm hoping their opportunities are followed up on, Lou. It's, you know, the internal bickering of the Republicans is, you know, kind of is a distraction, I, I think, from the main issue, which is right now there's an opportunity to leverage the continuing resolution fight, meaning they got to pass this somehow. They need to do something in the next two weeks to keep the government open. And my question for Republicans and honest Democrats, assuming there are any in the House, is what are you willing to shut the government down? What are you willing to say no, no government money unless this is done? And I would submit that ha- what has to be on that list are three or four things. One is defunding the prosecutions of Trump and other innocent Americans. Defunding a censorship of tens of billions of Americans that the Biden administration continues to engage in. Defunding the invasion funded and aided and abetted by Biden, meaning no money to settle illegal aliens, money only used to return aliens to their home or back across the border. And protecting our military in the short term from the uh, Marxist propaganda that's being foisted upon them. There are probably other topics that your listeners would want to see taken care of. 
And the secret that Congress doesn't want you to know and want Americans to know is that everything they hate about what the Biden administration is doing in the next two weeks could be defunded because of this leverage of the continuing resolution. I I think you're exactly right. And the conservatives, at least, I have a a strong instinct and uh, have made apparently some very principled judgments and intend that there not be a continuing resolution and that their uh, demands for responsible or as responsible uh, a, a position can be achieved right now on uh, the budget levels, spending levels, and Speaker McCarthy is right now trying to game the system again. He's playing cute. Uh, He is as uh, weak-kneed and uh, duplicitous as I think we've had uh, in the speakership since, oh, what, uh, Paul Ryan? I mean, that's what he looks like, an acolyte of Paul Ryan, ineffective, uh, pretentious, uh, self-important, and untalented. <laughs> and there's a question of competency, right? And the concern is that when he was brought into the speakership, oh, we're going to have all this done. All We're going to have all regular order. All the appropriation bills are going to be done. And we're not going to be jamming ourselves again. It's exa- and, and I think there was one that was done. And maybe there'll be one or two done by the end of the month. Now, that's, that's three out of 12 at best. You're right. This was all supposed to be done by June, Lou. And, um, you know, for all this talk about him being a consensus figure that can manage conservatives and the so-called moderates in the party, um, he, he hasn't been able to do that. Otherwise, these bills would have been passed already. He really is. Uh, he really is a pretender, isn't he? Uh, a poseur. Uh, and he has he had I think he's now completely lost that opportunity, but he had the opportunity to be a great speaker because of all of those moment, all of these momentous uh, forces uh, and issues that, uh, that are colliding at one time is truly historic. Uh, and indeed, he had that opportunity. And right now he has he has swift in every direction. He has no idea what to do next strategically, substantively uh, or, or on based in any kind of ethical or moral or uh, principled stand for what is the right thing. This this uh, right thing can be amorphous, but right now the right thing is clear and concrete and specific as it has ever been. We have a government that is out of control, spending 33 uh, to the point of this moment, 33 trillion dollars in debt. Uh, that is just about uh, we're approaching doubling the GDP. By the time you get another 17 trillion there, you've doubled the GDP. And this country will be in deep de- where well, we're already in deep trouble uh, fiscally. And we have a Marxist M party that hates America. They hate Americans. They hate everything that that money is uh, uh, supposed to go to, like a a, a justice system that which uh, every man and woman in this country uh, has a right to presumption of innocence, due process, constitutional rights, all of which now 
are being negated or neutralized by this Marxist dim Biden regime. Uh, and why why even decent working people who happen to be Democrats don't yet get that? I don't know. Your thoughts? Well, you know, the party, unfortunately, the Democratic Party is contending uh, with their, you know, this rising communist wing. You know, typically they have been run by corrupt corporatists and, you know, they're and, and you know, who've come to terms uh, with big labor. Uh, now you got this rising communist wing that, you know, the, all rules are getting thrown out the window and there's this opposition politically and then obviously their cultural allies on the outside uh, to the institutions of our nation and they want to overthrow them and we're funding it you know so if you're concerned about law enforcement being politicized in such a way that the federal government's jailing their enemies you know they want a stalinist so trial in in georgia you know doj monies taxpayer monies go to subsidize that uh, prosecutor's office down there. Why are we giving her any money now? You know, these are all questions that should be asked within the next two weeks. So you're highlighting some of the issues, Lou. And my question is, well, where's the opposition? Where's the principled opposition, both within the Democratic Party? I would argue uh, they should be held accountable, too. Uh, But secondly, you know, the House Republicans, they say they're against this. Yet to date, they've fully funded it. And based on what I'm seeing, the latest deal is they're trying to uh, uh, slide through uh, with some uh, some um, some conservatives. They're trying to, you know, just get their budget cuts. And I'm saying, well, that's not good enough. We need to stop the damage now. We can't wait for next year. Exactly. To stop Donald Trump and being thrown in jail. We got to do it now. You know, we can't wait till next year to stop them from censoring tens of millions of Americans. Right now, we need to do it. What are we going to do, let another million or two people across the border? Where's the urgency in protecting our nation? The urgency? (laughs) The only urgency I can detect is another opportunity for the speaker uh, to stand before cameras and microphones and be given the opportunity not to say anything at all. Uh, he has become uh, truly a puppet himself, uh, a, a puppet of the Uniparty, the establishment, the deep state, whatever you want to call it. He is a tool of the Marxist Dems and the Biden regime. There is no doubt of that. Why do you suppose he pushed aside the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, the chairman of the Oversight Committee, the chairman of Ways and Means over the weekend so that he could hold uh, the, uh, if you will, the focus of all of the networks over the weekend to to spew the drivel that he did. It makes no sense. He's weakening the party with every appearance and with every, uh, you know, halting, uh, difficult to comprehend uh, utterance that he makes. We're talking with Tom Fitton, a man that you understand clearly and who understands this uh, uh, this political world of ours, uh, Claire Isabel. We'll be right back with Tom Fitton, president of Judicial Watch. In just one moment, please stay with us. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. 
With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts, included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. We're back talking with Tom Fenton, president of Judicial Watch. Tom, you and Judicial Watch are indispensable watchdogs over uh, this this government of ours, a federal government, I would argue, that has been completely taken over uh, by the Marxist Dems and the Biden regime, if you will, the Obama-Biden regime. Your thoughts about why even the conservative Republicans want to talk budget at a moment of historical crisis like this, uh, why are they so, in, uh, in, I guess, inured uh, to, to the realities of this moment, which is existential, I believe, for the republic and for every American who truly loves this country? Well, I think the challenge is, and, you know, because many of them are, are really good conservatives, right? And they're focused on the spending issue. And... And I think this, you know, and I tactically, you know, maybe it's a political discussion. I think the spending issue is a symptom of the corruption that has to be addressed. Right. Mm -hmm. And if uh, folks use the federal government as a piggy bank to line their pockets, take care of their friends, of course, spending is going to be out of control. If it's controlled by lawless criminals who, uh, you know, want to pursue a, a far left communist agenda, of course, the government spending is going to be out of control. So I think accountability, defunding the worst of the abuses is um, inexorably linked to sound budget management, really. And, um, and, it, and it kind of shows you because of this inflection of the CR, right? There's, a, there's an opportunity to shut this down. And it highlights that Everyone who tells you that budget, these budget issues are separate from these corruption issues we're talking about, well, that 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 veil's been lifted. That 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 can't be taken at face value anymore because the secret's out. And of course, it's not a secret. It makes constitutional sense. The Justice Department uses tax money to abuse people. We know that now, and Congress doesn't seem to want to do anything about it. Now, there are some members, Andrew, um, uh, Congressman Clyde is um, going to be pushing um, at least an appropriations measure. I don't know in the context of the CR or a larger appropriations measure to defund prosecutions of um, of Trump, both in the Justice Department in New York and Fulton County. There are other similar measures out there. So there are a few who want to you know, make people vote on this. And we should highlight and raise them up. Right. I, I, I agree with that 
to a point. And I and I think the congressman is to be commended for what he's trying to do and others. Uh, the conservative wing of the party right now, I think, uh, is all that stands between us and uh, uh, the the collapse of the republic. Uh, so I'm not saying anything uh, lightly or uh, disparagingly and intentionally, certainly, uh, about that group of patriots. Uh, they've demonstrated themselves from from the beginning of the 118th Congress to be true patriots and true heroes. But we are at a point where and you're and you're pointing to this. We are at a point where we have only uh, one enemy right now that's more powerful than the Marxist left, and that is time itself. The longer we persist in the pretense that uh, time is on our side and that we have time to educate, I love the way the Republicans say this, educate the public. The public is educated. They've been watching these hearings. They know it. Seventy percent of the country knows that President Trump is being persecuted politically uh, and every motivation in his persecution is political. Uh, poll after poll confirms that Joe Biden has a thirty nine percent approval rating, the lowest since Jimmy Carter. We know that. What in hell would be stopping real patriots in leadership in the Republican Party. And yes, I'm talking about McConnell and I am talking about Thune uh, and I am talking about Barrasso. Uh, I'm talking about Cornyn uh, and uh, and Kevin McCarthy, the speaker. They aren't doing a thing that would suggest that there is any urgency, any alarm whatsoever, and that this is not a constitutional crisis. It is and it damn well better be, and the conflict should be joined by the Republicans immediately. Don't you agree? Yeah, and it's a constitutional conflict without without precedent, right? And, uh, you know, the goal, you don't indict someone, well, really five times over five months if you count the superseding indictment by the Justice Department. Right. So he's been indicted three times by the Justice Department, one by New York, one in Fulton County. You don't do that to a man unless you want to put him in jail. And they're desperate to put him in jail next year. And um, in many ways, the indictments have already uh, ruined the election, compromised the election. And, you know, if I were in Congress, I'd be thinking of ways to mitigate that damage by checking those abuses. Heck, you know, let me go a little bit further. If you think Joe Biden is a crook, why would you continue to vote? Why would you take advantage of this continuing resolution and be willing to shut down government unless he resigns? Exactly. Exactly. You know, so there are the, you know, so th this is this is the thing. Your listeners should be calling their members of Congress and asking them how are they going to use the budget process over the next two weeks, this continuing resolution fight to ensure this corruption is defunded and defanged. 202-225-3121, It's the Capitol Hill switchboard. Figure out who your member of Congress is and say, I want to speak to so-and-so. They'll patch it through and professionally, insistently, and directly communicate with your members of Congress. And certainly, you bolster, bolster what the House may want to do in the Senate. Talk to your senators as well. Let them know that you expect them to support this move, hopefully, that will come from the House 
to uh, uh, rein in the deep state. I I couldn't agree with you more. And the number is 202-225-3171, folks. We'll have it on our website and every other, every other place from here in perpetuity. Uh, we just got word that the House Oversight Committee will subpoena, are you ready, Hunter Biden and James Biden's bank records as early as this week. God bless you, Oversight Committee and Chairman James Comer. Uh, your reaction to that development? It's a welcome development. It's one, um, you know, better late than never, right? Because we've been waiting for this type of activity to take place. And um, what McCarthy did in terms of the right thing is, uh, is you know, better late than never in terms of beginning the inquiry. Something I've been calling for, you, I'm sure I've talked about it with you, Lou. I've sure. talked about how all these committees, all their investigations needed to be escalated into impeachment inquiry so they would have better chances at court and politically in getting information that they need. And that's what he finally has done. And what's remarkable about this in impeachment inquiry, there are three committees now charged with the impeachment inquiry. You have Commerce Committee, the Judiciary Committee, led by Jordan, and the House Ways and Means Committee, which is the Tax Committee. I think it's Congressman Smith. So Jason Smith, Smith, yeah, right. And um, so there are three there are three impeachment inquiries right into Biden. And and that's welcome. Uh, Let's hurry up and move it along um, and get those records, get that testimony, you know, bring Hunter in yesterday. I I couldn't agree with you anymore. Uh, And at the same time, we have another issue that I think really should be ginned up as well by this by this House of uh, Representatives. And that is a, a separate committee, a special committee, a commission, whatever you want to call it. Uh, to focus like a just like the a, the broadest laser that you can possibly apply uh, with great heat uh, to the issue of electoral integrity and to find out exactly what's going on and to come up with recommendations and uh, uh, to f- facilitate uh, on an honest election in 2020 because we do not want to watch uh, any candidate uh, in the Republican Party for president or Senate or anywhere else. Uh, go into into 2024 without an organization, without understanding precisely the laws and to make certain that they have representatives in every damn precinct in the country, uh, great American citizens uh, standing guard over our uh, democratic process. Because if we stand back like fools, uh, like uh, Ronna McDaniel would love us to do one more time uh, and all of her uh, associates, uh, and I'm talking about the rhinos and the Republican Party, uh, roll them over and put real patriots, put America first, make America great again, Americans uh, in charge of that daggum election. Uh, your your uh, thoughts before we go to a quick uh, pause here. Uh, yeah, I mean, some states have gotten, you know, gotten ahead of the issue and, and passed some more stringent measures. They banned Zuckerbucks and 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 put in more sensible security measures for elections, all of which are necessary, but certainly not sufficient given the broad nature of the left's attack on our election systems. And, uh, you know, in Michigan, for instance, they put forward uh, rules that would make it much easier to steal elections. 
because they've decimated any of uh, the security measures in place or put new measures in place that would make it impossible uh, to counteract and let alone figure out whether there's voter fraud. Uh, so it's a significant challenge. And and that clock is ticking at the federal level if there's going to be any federal um, uh, um, you know, response to this. And, but, you know, given the way Congress is, it's going to be nearly impossible to get anything through. It would be easier to get Trump to be, let's put it this way, the Democrats would, you would face less resistance from Democrats uh, forcing Biden to resign than getting election integrity measures passed. <laughs> Without a doubt. As a matter of fact, I mean, they would be enthusiastic about getting uh, Biden out of there and <laughs> Kamala. Uh, there would be a sp- probably a special bounty and bonus available to anyone who could come up with that solution very quickly. And I understand that uh, uh, the good governor of California is among those who is seeking that bounty. Uh, we're talking with Tom Fenton, the president of Judicial Watch. When we come back, do you think we should think about defunding Uh, defunding the entire Biden administration. Why not defund, first and foremost, not only the FBI and DOJ, but isn't it time to be honest about how corrupt our judiciary? How about defunding the Washington, D.C. courts en masse, period, full stop? We're coming right back. Stay with us. back with Tom Fitton, president of Judicial Watch. Uh, he and his organization doing great work, as always, uh, in oversight. Uh, there is so much to uh, to look over, isn't there? To watch over, uh, Tom. I mean, I don't know how in the world. I, I, I don't know when we've ever. Well, let's just be honest. We've never been in a bigger mess than this, in my opinion. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, when you think about all the federal agencies, for example, you've got the military kind of eating itself and destroying its own leadership potential by force feeding um, our troops and our rising leadership in the in the um, various military academies, this anti-American critical theory, this Marxist theory propaganda. You have the promotion of censorship the uh vis-a-vis the cdc and department of homeland security you've got department of homeland security actually enabling an invasion rather than preventing it and actually helping illegal aliens get to where they're not allowed to be in contrary contrary to federal law you have the public health agencies uh with this with this COVID mania uh pushing vaccines that are large that have been rejected as untrustworthy by the American people for good reason. But approved, but approved, but approved by the FDA. So no one trusts them. And then, um, you know, then, then we've got the foreign policy debacles. And on top of that, we have Biden, who is compromised by his own corruption, most of which res- relates to foreign money. All of what you say is true. Why is there any pretense on the part of the Republicans? I understand the complicity of the national corporate media. I understand uh, the interest uh, that is served by the deep state uh, in supporting this corrupt uh, politician whose uh, incipient momentum was created by none other than Barack Obama. I I understand all of that. 
But why can't people understand that if they do anything, this president asks, they're serving communist China, they are serving uh, Romania, they're serving Iran. Why can't the leadership of the Republican Party understand this is the time to stand against everything that is corrupt in our federal government? And that is the entirety of the federal government. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe your description of it is so overwhelming to them, they don't know what to do. I don't know. I mean, uh, I think some of them do understand the crisis we're in. Um, and I, you know, I, I, certainly decimating funding for the for, for the federal agencies that are out of control ought to be in the mix. Defunding the worst of the worst in terms of individual employees of the government ought to be in the mix. Uh, defunding the worst of the worst in terms of the abuse of the agencies. You know, we're talking about Jack Smith or denying Justice Department funding to those who would destroy a republic in New York and Fulton County, Georgia, with this election, with these election interference efforts to jail a former president based on, you know, fanciful fictional pretexts. Uh, and then, of course, we have our nation that we're losing to the to the invaders. Well, I don't know. There's, it seems to me that you can figure, you know, how about this, Lou? Uh, this is the deal I'd like to make. Is there one thing they shut the government down that the government's doing badly and they don't want to fund? Is there just one thing? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, you know, pick I, one. I, I pick can't. One. Every agency is corrupt. It's been corrupted by the Marxist Dems. It's been corrupted by the deep state, the permanent bureaucracy. And and they, as we've been looking at all of this, I mean, the, the idea that back in the Trump years, when wages were starting to recover, uh, when the economy was growing, when the country was prosperous, think about it. That was two and a half years ago, hit by a virus that we now know was engineered. It did originate in the Wuhan uh, laboratories. We do know that Dr. Fauci was the highest paid person in the federal government, that he and his wife, according to the Daily Mail, uh, netted $2 million during the so-called COVID pandemic. It was really the China Wuhan virus. We know that uh, the FBI had four directors who in succession lied to the Congress of the United States. We do know they tried to frame a candidate for president. We do know they cooperated, collaborated with uh, the DNC and the campaign of Hillary Rodham Clinton to destroy his candidacy and then to destroy his presidency. We know this. We know, as a matter of fact, that there's been political persecution of this man for eight years with no finding of wrongdoing whatsoever, whether through a special counsel or a or a, the impeachments, two of them. And here we are again now with local DAs, state attorneys general, and a jackal of a uh, <laughs> junkyard dog uh, special prosecutor who is nothing more than a, uh, a Marxist hack uh, attacking this president daily and who wanted to gag him as the presumptive nominee of the Republican Party and a former president who will defeat Joe Biden or whomever is remaining of that uh, uh Tawdry regime come uh, November uh, of 2024. Uh, you're thinking. <laughs> oh, wow. I uh, Yeah, I mean, you're highlighting a lot of the crisis. Um, and, 
you know, I think that there's a test coming up, right? There's a test coming up for the leadership in the House, and whether they fail or pass, we're going to find out in the next two weeks. And I think one of the interesting outcomes could be a new speaker, given uh, what some of his colleagues are saying about his leadership failures to date. I don't know. You know, the frustrating thing that we've had with Speaker McCarthy directly is that Judicial Watch had been seeking the January 6th videos, right, <laughs> through a common law right of public access um, in a federal court case. And the Pelosi Congress said, no, you can't have the records. They're not, you know, it's too sensitive. They're not public records under the law and, and such. And, you know, that legal position hasn't changed under McCarthy. So McCarthy's taken the legal position of Nancy Pelosi and told us under law we can't have access to these videos. What you know, making them and making them available in part through a laborious process here in Washington isn't the same as making them widely available to the American people. You can't. I, I don't understand. Well, I do understand, but it's it's really terrible that Speaker McCarthy is 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 hiding this information from the American people and doing just what Pelosi did. And it is horrific and gut-rending, heartbreaking, what, that we cannot come up with a solution to, uh, to bring those pr political prisoners of the Marxist left who've been incarcerated in the uh, gulags of Washington, D.C. and environs, uh, particularly in Virginia uh, and around and other facilities uh, in some cases. I, I mean, and, there, and he is sitting there piecemealing out uh, those videos, 40 some odd thousand hours of videos that are exculpatory. Uh, we it's it's just I, I don't understand why there isn't a furor in this country about the, about the simple reality. We've lost our our sense of obligation and duty to our fellow citizens to protect their rights just as strongly as we would insist upon our rights. Uh, we are a nation in turmoil. We are in pain. We can argue about what the sources are, the reasons, the complex forces at work here. But simply put, the Republican Party is filled, filled with gutless, indifferent rhinos who think they are just as smart as the Democrats, so they act like them and forestall the conservatives and the fundamentalists of our party uh, who are uh, committed to that Constitution. I, I can find a number of ways to say it, but your reaction to that thought, if you would. Well, what was it that who what did Newt Gingrich once say about Bob Dole? Tax collector for the welfare state. <laughs> You know, I, and so I, Republicans have to that. decide whether they're just going to be a check writer for the deep state or whether they're going to do something about it. And I, and, I, and I think the reason that things are happening the way they are, to the extent they are, that, it, that good things are happening, meaning an impeachment inquiry is finally taking place. There is a push among some conservatives on the House to defund the issues that we're talking about, the destruction of um our elections through the prosecutions of Trump um, is because people are sharing their views with their members. The members are hearing about this at home, and that's why there's this agitation that you see in Congress right now in this discord within the Republican caucus, because they're all hearing it. Some of them want to ignore it. Others want to follow where the voters are and provide leadership for their concerns. 
Well, Tom Fenton, as always, uh, I've enjoyed our conversation, uh, and I know that our audience uh, is delighted to hear you and your thoughts and uh, to know uh, what good hands Judicial Watch is in. Uh, We're indebted to your your Judicial Watch organization and all that you're doing for the country, and we appreciate uh, so much those efforts. Uh, Your concluding thoughts. We always give our guests the last word, Tom. The floor is yours. Well, as always, Lou, you know, no matter what Congress does or doesn't do, Judicial Watch will be pursuing these issues. We've got litigation about the border, litigation about what the Hunter Biden Biden family crime syndicate is up to, um, litigation on COVID and the vaccines, fighting in court to save and clean, uh, ensure our elections are cleaner. Uh, so uh, no matter the concern that any of your listeners have, uh, it's likely Judicial Watch is, is doing something about it, unlike too many of our brethren here in Washington. Tom Fenton, thank you so much. And I hope everyone listening will take Tom uh, Tom's suggestion. The number is 202-225-3121. 202-225-3171. Call your representatives and senators and tell them just exactly what you think uh, needs to be done and when it should be done to save the republic. Tom Fenton, thank you, sir. God bless you. Uh, You're welcome. Thank you, Lou. Tom Fenton, president of Judicial Watch. Thanks so much, Tom. And thank you, everybody, for being with us today. Tomorrow, we're joined by conservative journalist and host of The Absolute Truth on Lindell TV, Emerald Robinson. Be with us for that, and please join us tomorrow and each and every weekday. Follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs, on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight, and go to LouDobbs.com. Thanks, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless and save America. America.